Hi everybody, you are listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FedLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and me, Maya, is a bottom, and we're rope partners who've been practicing together for five years. We live in Bangkok, and we love to share our passion for rope with the wider community. Today's episode is sponsored by Friction Live. Friction Live offers a variety of kink classes, mostly centered around rope and things you can do to complement your rope, which you can follow along with from the comfort of your own home. You can attend the class live or view it recorded at your convenience. Check them out on frictionlive.ca. Maya, today we are going to answer a listener's mail, which is one of my favorite types of episodes. Okay, so what does um, our listener have to say today, sir? So here is the message from listener Amazoni Blush from New Zealand, and I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Let's hear what you wrote us. Hello, Maya and Fox. Please let me start by saying I love the podcast. It's fantastic. So informative and thorough, but also relatable. Well, thank you, Amazoni Blush. It's very nice. <laughs> Uh, Maya, I can he- hear you blush through the audio. Oh, sweetie. People like it when you're embarrassed. On Which the is air. like the whole time. Yeah, that's a, a big part of the value of this podcast. Carry on. And easy to listen to. As a 6'1 curvy woman, it's been really good to hear about people of different shapes and potentially with different health difficulties being able to be involved in rope. Which brings me to my first question. Please bear with me if it has already been answered. You know, I don't think it has. As of today, I'm only up to episode 21. Well, you've got about 80 to go, but you'll get there. Uh, Are there any extra considerations for someone with a central nervous system problem? For context, I have fibromyalgia, which if you're unfamiliar with, is where my brain is interpreting pain when there is none. My fire alarm goes off when there is no smoke or fire. This can complicate things, like when I'm running, if I have pain, I can't always tell if it's pain from a running injury or fibro pain. I've gathered a lot of the detection of issues in rope is self-assessment. Is there anything you could suggest to help me safeguard against the risks of nerve damage that doesn't rely so heavily on self-assessment? To be clear, I wouldn't get into rope on the day where my fibro is flaring up and it is very well managed. Sorry for the novel. Well, no worries, Amazon Blush. We always love to hear from our dear listeners. And thanks for all the work you do. All right, Maya, what do you think of Amazon Blush's message? I think that it's something that we can discuss. Okay. Uh, I think we should start by saying that neither you nor I are, in fact, medical doctors. Yeah, we are not. And no part of this podcast constitutes medical advice in any way, shape or form. Yes. Uh, This is going to be personal experience and our understanding uh, from our perspective. Okay. So, Maya, how do you relate to this question about chronic pain? And this is a question that is asked to us by a rope bottom. And you are, in fact, a rope bottom yourself, Maya. So maybe you can have a perspective that can be useful to our listener here. For sure. Um, But I would say that much of what we're going to talk about also applies to tops. which is even less well discussed. And you, of course, also have some chronic health stuff, uh, which can help give a perspective from the top 
point of view. So although we're going to be bottom centric because uh, the question has come from a bottom, tops are very much welcome to this information too. Okay. Maya, can you give us a bit of context with regards to your own health and how it affects your role practice? Yeah, it's taken us a while to get to this episode because uh, it's more of a sensitive one for me because I have chronic pain from a car accident uh, about 20 years ago. Um, and more recently, um, as listeners might have uh, heard, I have been diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, and that actually happens between us starting to plan this episode and us now recording it. And all of these are autoimmune uh, issues of inflammation. And they mean that I have to manage some chronic health issues uh, around my role. So this is a more vulnerable episode for me. <laughs> um, we all and, love you and we're here to support you, sweetie. Really. Uh, and so it's an interesting one to discuss, but it is one that's very important because, of course, many people have um, chronic pain and health issues. Um, and there's a lot of shame and stigma around it because it's um, invisible illness. Uh, it's not like a broken leg where people can see that you have a particular thing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's more on the inside. Yeah, it's uh, pain that happens on the inside. You don't necessarily have anything externally that people can see. Um, and people don't always understand the concept of chronic pain either. So they often ask, how are you feeling? Are you feeling any better? Which for most chronic pain or chronic illness sufferers um, are really sucky questions. <laughs> Shall we start by explaining what chronic pain is then? Yeah, chronic pain is pain that doesn't go away, essentially. Pain that lasts longer than it should do. Okay, so every day you're in pain, more or less. Uh, for me personally, yeah, every day I'm in pain. Um, some people um, have pain that comes and goes. Um, so fibromyalgia sufferers, I understand sometimes the pain is more there or less there. Some For some people it's not there at all and then comes back. So... Chronic pain doesn't have to be there constantly, but it's going to come back and recur. And there's nothing with chronic pain, there's nothing that can be fixed in the way that a broken leg or um, uh, a broken arm can be. From the perspective of someone who would have the privilege of not having chronic pain, they would tend to see pain as you get injured, it's going to hurt for a few days and you get better when it's finished. Exactly. And that's why you get, are you feeling any better as a question? Um, but for people with chronic pain, um, that's not it's really how it works. It's pretty much never finished. It's a pain that's likely to stay with you for a very long time. Yeah, and maybe it's forever. a good day, maybe it's a bad day, but that doesn't mean it's gone away. Okay. What about this analogy we read about sometimes with the spoons? What does that mean? Yeah, there's something in the chronic pain, chronic health community, uh, which is called spoons. And sometimes people with chronic health conditions call themselves spoonies. And I'll link to the article that this comes from in the show notes. But essentially, it's this concept that at the beginning of the day, you have a given number of spoons. Um, and the person was explaining this analogy in a cafe, which is why it was spoons. So it's an arbitrary unit. Yeah, it's an it arbitrary unit. It could be coins, unit. it could be points, yeah. it could be whatever. You've got 10 or 20 points in the day. And the question is, um, how do you spend that finite number of spoons? Okay. And what sort of things are you spending them on? Well, depending on your level of chronic pain, it's everything. Getting out of bed, showering, uh dressing they can all take spoons so like shower is one spoon and making breakfast is two spoons exactly. so if my budget is 10 i'm already at seven out of 10 after that yeah how do the spoons relate to rope practice so a rope is going to take some spoons 
essentially. And depending on your chronic pain or your chronic health issues, depends on how much or how many spoons it's going to take. Depending on the kind of rope that you do, it's going to take a different number of spoons. So the concept is that you have finite energy and rope is going to be part of what takes that energy. Now, it might also give you energy in different ways, um, but that's the spoon analogy. And would you say you're mostly able to predict how many spoons a certain kind of rope scene is going to take? Like a suspension is going to be more, a longer scene is going to be more like, do you have something like that? Um, to some degree. I mean, we don't, you don't tell me what, what we're going to do in advance. So I have to give you my information and trust um, that whatever we're going to do is going to take enough spoons or... Okay, that's fair. What about the relationship with your own body that is created by the presence of chronic pain? I think it can be tricky. Um, it's harder to exercise and keep your body fit um, because exercise, uh, even walking, takes spoons. Um, but rope can be very empowering as a bottom. You can do things that you wouldn't have imagined outside of rope. Okay, it must feel nice to be a badass and be able to pull off exceptional feats like that despite any health conditions you might have. Yeah, but I think it's important not to have comparisonitis. So don't do rope looking outside yourself. Do rope looking inside yourself. What does that mean? It means don't compare yourself to other people. Okay. And I think that goes both for bottoms and also riggers, right? Yeah. If, if you're always obsessed with uh, keeping up with the rope Joneses, then you're probably not being as happy as you could be. Yeah. All right. How does your chronic pain manifest, Maya? Uh, for me, uh, the chronic pain is right side only, which means uh, when I get pain in rope on the left, it's usually not related, although it can uh, concern me because obviously if you already have pain in your body, more pain can be uh, quite anxiety producing. Okay. Um, or sometimes I get pain in my left side of my body because I've been overcompensating um, on my problem side. Mm. I have some neck issues, so in rope, that means uh, I don't want my neck jerked around, uh, I want my neck to be straight, uh, I usually need a head support, and I don't turn my head to the right. And you've had issues with rigors in the past with that particular point, right? I think one challenge is I can turn my head to the right, it's just it causes me pain. And in one rope scene, I did have a rigger who turned my head to the right, which I can do. Uh, and in the rope scene, I let it happen. Um, afterwards, when I asked them, you know, why did you turn my head to the right when we agreed that we wouldn't do that? He said, oh, well, it, you could do it. So I thought it was fine. And so one thing I would say about chronic pain is just because you can do it doesn't mean it's not going to cause you problem or pain. Because in this case, you had pain for several days from having your head yeah, rotated. Like exactly. That. It leaves, it increases my pain going forward. Yes. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. 
go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. Okay, any other parts of your body you need to be mindful of? Yeah, I have some hip issues um, on my right hand side. So hip rope, if my hip is flaring, can be a problem. Um, in general, I'm someone who is ill a bit more often, um, probably than, than the standard person. And it takes me longer to heal from injuries or uh, problems that I have. So that also makes me less keen to get new injuries because I know that it's going to... Um, take me time to recover would you say that makes you more conservative as a robot i would definitely say that my chronic pain in general my chronic health issues make me more conservative hmm. um and I, i think it's interesting like recently i had this surgery for the abdominal issues um and we didn't even really realize what was happening to me i just thought i had more uh, chronic pain and crohn's disease pain um but it turned out that uh I had quite the problem in my um, abdomen, a lot of infection and things that had to be removed. Um, but that meant that we were doing suspensions and I just felt like I failed every single time because I needed to come down. Uh, but actually, I had yet another challenging condition. Yeah, and it turns out it was this health problem that at the time was undiagnosed. That was the source of you needed to come out of the rope earlier than you would have wanted to. Yeah, which is another example for rope bottoms with chronic health issues when you get a new one which can often happen because um, it seems that from the research chronic health conditions are clustered um, so that means if you already have one you're more likely to get another it seems so yeah uh, you're you might not even notice because you might just put it down to all your other issues so I think if you're a rock bottom with chronic health issues you do need to have a greater awareness um, to make sure that if you get injured you are more conservative Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you mention the word flare in the context of chronic pain. What does that mean? So chronic pain, uh, certainly for myself, isn't stable. It, it can get worse or it can get a bit better. So for example, the neck turning. If I'm in a situation where I've had to turn my neck a lot, then usually um, my neck will hurt for a few days afterwards. So that mm. would be a flare. Okay. So how do all those things affect how you do rope and who you do rope with? So I definitely am someone who takes less risks and I have higher safety criteria. So safety uh, and feeling comfortable that someone knows what they're doing as a rigger is a very high criteria for me, mm -hmm. which means probably I'm going to watch them before I tie with them. I'm going to get... Um, recommendations I'm going to ask around uh, I'm going to do more research uh, than some people might um, it also means that I tend to do more rope with you as my long-term partner than I do with randoms or like one-off people um, and that we talk a lot about the pain you check in before and after um, and you obviously know my day-to-day -day health as we spend quite a lot of time together So that seems like it would be a big part of the answer to Amazony Blush's question of what you can do if your internal pain signals can be trusted as much is do more vetting pre-work and develop more long-term tying relationships with people who know you well. Is that what you're saying? I think that that can be really helpful, yeah. Developing longer-term tying partners um, can really help because they can then know your body uh, almost as well as you do. They can also give you feedback on, actually, you seem 
more tired or this seems more difficult for you. Mm. Um, on the plus side, because I think that's important too, people with chronic health issues often have quite a strong awareness of their body. Okay. Um, and that might mean that they do understand their pain sensation and are able to categorize their pain or explain their pain better to other people. Uh, so she talks about running. She's obviously mm-hmm. um, understood uh, some of the differences in running between what's really happening and what her body is telling her is happening. Um, and hopefully she can develop the same awareness in rope. That makes a lot of sense. What about for the for the rigor? Do you mean a rigor who has chronic pain or do you mean a rigor who is tying someone who has chronic pain? Uh, I think both of those are important. Okay. So my chronic health issues are luckily for me less intense than your own but they can be randomly pretty debilitating. I have kidney issues, uh, which cause very intense uh, kidney obstructions. And when that happens, I am suddenly in a very, very large amount of pain for a period that can go from two days to a month. And it's a bit scary psychologically having this sort of Damocles over your head, never knowing when it's going to happen. And when it happens, never knowing how long it's going to last. Sometimes it goes away on its own after a few days. Sometimes it requires major surgery. So a bit of a thing to make you nervous sometimes. But anyway, in most cases, what I found actually is that rope was super helpful to me as a top to manage the symptoms. And I remember precisely one morning where my kidney pain was really bad. And I had a friend coming over to tie and... I strongly considered cancelling the scene and I let her know what was happening so that she would have all the information and if she felt it put her at risk, we could cancel and so on. And she decided to go ahead. And actually, once we got down to the tying and I got in flow and I got in the zone, the pain completely disappeared. And I think that day I tied her for maybe two hours continuously And for those two hours, I was free of pain. It was the most amazing sensation ever. Okay, that's amazing. So for you, that um, change of headspace really made a big difference to take your mind off the pain. Yeah, absolutely. Being outside of my body, being focused on the other person and on the rope really helps me a lot. Then the other half of your question about tying people who have chronic health issues I don't see it as very different from tying anyone else because in my experience of spending quite a lot of time asking each bottom about their particularities, about things to be careful about, about limits and so on, everyone has something. I have so far never met a person who didn't have any points of attention in the way I needed to tie them. And with someone who has a lot of health issues, there might be more points or the points might be more critical. But in my experience, everyone has something. And I need to remember as much the person who doesn't like her hair pulled because of psychological reasons as I need to remember to not turn your head to the right. To me, that qualifies as the same thing. So it doesn't make a huge difference in the way I approach things. 
Okay, and I think more um, examples will come up as we talk. Um, I kind of want to give a um, message to people uh, as we go into the detail, which is chronic health conditions can definitely impact you a lot. Um, but you can find ways around things. And for me personally, I try not to let my um, health conditions stop me from doing something unless it's critical. Mm-hmm. But you need to be aware of the psychological impact of chronic health issues as well as the physical impact. Because the mentality piece and feeling like you can't achieve, feeling like you can't do anything, feeling like you have no life, these are just as important as the pain. And you're going to have to balance them both. Maya, sometimes in the BDSM culture, we hear people talk about good pain versus bad pain. And that's maybe not a dichotomy we're super big fans of, because first of all, it's probably more complicated than that. It's, it's probably absolutely more complicated. Not so, um, so black and white. And also, I'm kind of wary of the words good and bad in general because they seem to me to be arbitrary moral judgments and who gets to decide what's good and what's bad right Mm. so can we have a different approach to pain and something more nuanced maybe yeah and i think this is one of the things that is at the heart of uh, blush's question Uh, she's asking how do i know whether the pain that i'm feeling is in inverted commas, okay or not okay. Mm, Absolutely. And that's something that I guess any bottom can experience at some time, especially when they're newer. Yeah. For me, um, just to give an example of how there's no good and bad, I'm going to have to deal with some pain in order to do rope. So there's always pain happening. Is that good pain? Is that bad pain? The, The pain that comes in rope that cleans out the other pain, is that good pain? Is that bad pain? I just think it's not a helpful, um, helpful thing to aim at because it seems to be such a big discussion in kink as to how you distinguish between this so-called good and so-called bad pain Mm -hmm. but actually I think that pushes people in the wrong direction and just understanding the pain itself what is the impact of this pain on me um, is maybe a better question okay and is that a physical impact as in am I getting injured or is that also an emotional impact it's all of those things so for me maybe my chronic pain what is the impact of this pain well it makes me feel tired uh it means I don't really want to do rope except for I know if I do rope I'll feel likely better at the end of it in different ways Maya, didn't we make an episode about pain? Yeah, very early on so we have an episode on pain episode seven and I'll link to that in the um Oh, baby podcasters. Yeah, we, that's a very different episode. But it's, it's about how you think about sensation and pain in rope. One key thing is that there's a big difference between chronic pain and BDSM or rope pain. And often, um, personally, I have heard people say to me, um, are they the same? Like, why would you have more pain when you already have pain? It's really important not to confuse them. Okay. Is the notion of control important in that distinction? Yeah. Control and consensual versus non-consensual. I don't consent to my chronic pain. Hmm. Like, Nor does blushy consent to her fibromyalgia exactly. coming up in the middle of her run, right? Exactly. Whereas I guess if you frame it within a BDSM scene, you have consented to that scene. You can stop it with a safe exactly. word. Exactly. 
seems very different. Very much so. Pain is subjective um, and the same stimulus can be different on different days. Um, I've heard people suggest calling everything sensation so you're not judging pain. So this is where the other end of the good, bad, um, not spectrum, yeah, good, bad from the neurological sensation. perspective, I can see the point they're making. It's just your sensory receptors firing for one reason or another i can understand it what i would say is that person didn't have chronic pain yeah. <laughs> and maybe for me as a person with chronic pain uh it diminishes the things i have to go through every day but in bdsm it's an interesting idea perceiving things as sensation rather than pain mm. something to play with all right, this uh, abstract and conceptual conversation is super interesting. But Maya, do we have more down-to-earth, pragmatic advice we can give? Yeah, you are the expert on you, is the first thing I would say. There's all kinds of stuff out there about what good pain and bad pain is. Um, please consider your own experience if you have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say apply your critical faculties. Okay, as in everything. And what can you do before you do rope if you have chronic conditions? You can consult a doctor. You don't have to say you're doing rope. You can talk about aerial, um, yoga, aqua yoga, ballet dancing, pole dancing. Keeping in mind, though, that the further you are from the truth, the less your doctor is going to be relevant in the advice they can give you. But in some countries or in some family or political context, you don't have a choice because saying you do BDSM is just not a possibility. Yeah. So before you actually do rope, you want to do some planning. Uh, So like me, you might decide if you have things that are always a no, like me turning my head Mm -hmm. or things that are maybe a no and you're going to discuss on the day. So depending on how you're feeling on that day, it might be on the table or off the table. Exactly. And that would be things that you would want to share with your rope partner. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll discuss negotiation a bit more in a minute. Uh, You might want to prep and that might be warming up physically, depending on what you're going to do and the conditions that you have. Um, Or it might be just checking in with yourself. So one thing I've found is that people with chronic pain uh, often habituate and ignore some pain. And I think the example of that would be my abdominal pain, which Mm -hmm. was perhaps a lot worse than we realized. Um, So check in, do a body scan, um, and just try and be present to your body and your pain um, before you talk to your rigor and decide what you're going to do. Can you explain in a few words what you mean by do a body scan? Yeah, you can Google body scan on YouTube and you get loads. Essentially, they are um, a way of checking in with your body from toe to head or head to toe, uh, piece by piece to see what's happening in your body. Just being present, not changing it, just being present. So taking inventory. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What about medication if you take any on a day-to-day basis? You have to decide what you are or aren't going to share with your partner around medication. Um, So... Uh, you might want to discuss whether the medication um, is going to increase your nerve damage risk or at least find that out and understand. You might consider how long you've been taking your medications and how well accustomed you are to your effects of those and what your baseline is. So for me personally, there's a number of medications I take which I'm not going to disclose to uh, occasional rigors um, because it's my baseline. I take them every day. The rigor that I deal with is not going to see any difference from moment to moment. They're under control. They don't feel um, 
appropriate to share in that sense. Whereas if I suddenly was going to take a medication on that day that might change how I interact with the world, um, mm -hmm. I would want to share that with them. Okay, that makes sense. And obviously, if you decide to not share information with someone you're playing with, and that ends up in an injury, well, you made the choice to not disclose, right? Yeah, I would disclose things that are going to alter my decision-making abilities okay. or alter my cognition, alter my ability to um, yeah, make decisions in the scene. In the same way that if I was working and I thought they were going to affect my work, I would um, keep an eye on them. That's the same as well. Okay. How would you say it affects the way you select role partners? Uh, it's a it's a thing. Uh, it can be frustrating. You might be outside their risk, risk profile mm -hmm. and you have to respect that. I'm going to link to some discussions on fibromyalgia on FetLife, uh, which have a mixed level of helpfulness, I would say. But you can see for some people um, dealing with certain health conditions is outside their risk profile and you need to respect that. Especially I can imagine if you're a newer top and you're already not very confident in your ability to tie period if you're then given a list of things to manage in addition it might just increase your anxiety i guess yeah having said that rope can be for everyone um it's hugely varied there's the right rope for you out there somewhere and our lovely episode with alexiel which was episode 96 um has a lot more around that definitely highly recommend it so what do you think that um people with chronic health issues can bring to rope partnerships I think it's interesting to work within constraints. And if you don't know much about creativity, you might think that when you have a lot of constraints, you can't be creative. But the research tends to show the opposite, that when you're giving constraints, then it helps you come up with interesting things. And I like that both for the creativity and also testing my abilities in general. I like to be challenged. And having to find workarounds and to find ways to adapt my rope to the partner, be it to their physical body or to their emotions or to the intent we built together is something I enjoy. And then there's all the non-physical things that a rope bottom brings to a rope partnership that are not affected but by your health conditions, like your communication skills, the inputs you can bring, the things you can do as service, such as coiling the rope, unless I guess you're... Uh, chronic condition is something like arthritis that might prevent you from doing that but try to be try to not just see yourself as a body because you're a bottom doesn't mean you're a piece of meat to be played with you're a whole person and so you bring your personality you bring your funny jokes you bring your intelligence you bring all manner of things to the table no matter what your physicality is like um, and the other suggestion that I'd make is to try and stay as healthy as you can outside rope. So you can use rope as a motivator um, for nurturing your body outside rope. So what can you do day to day to support your body uh, in rope? Uh, during the session or scene or play or whatever you call your rope interactions, be aware of your limitations Call the scene earlier than you want to, is okay, what I so would having say. having a safety margin. Yeah, exactly. Remember, it takes time to get you down. And so you need to leave enough spoons to stay um, present to the scene and, and not collapse uh, to get out of the rope. Okay. Do you feel that it can sometime alter your ability to communicate? 
or to be aware of what's happening? So some chronic conditions and fibro um, is one that has this as a symptom uh, for some people include brain fog. Uh, and if you find that you're struggling to communicate, you need to talk to your partner about that beforehand. But you can ask your rigger or even a spotter to remind you to check in regularly if you okay. have that. There so are ways around that. That sounds like it could be very useful, especially if you're starting a new tying relationship. Having more formal check-ins from an outside person might help you, I guess. Yeah. And afterwards, you might need more recovery time. Mm. Um, so some people might not want to plan uh, more than one scene at a party, for example. Or you might have specific aftercare that you need. So for me, my pain is worse when I'm cold. So when we go to the very cold dungeon, I try and bring a blanket or a hoodie or something like that. All right. So that's more if you're the bottom. Mm -hmm. And what about if you're the top? Uh, if you're the top, well, some of the same advice applies, obviously. The preparation, the awareness, being reasonable with what you set yourself up for. If your chronic pain is flaring up and you've planned four scenes in the evening, it's not going to be nice for anyone, most likely. And the morning after is going to be dreadful. So be reasonable. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try to do too many things. And don't try to always do the most challenging, difficult thing you possibly can do. It's super okay to say sometimes I'm just going to do floor rope instead of the suspension I had planned because my body is not up for it today. Sometimes I'm going to do a more static scene instead of that dynamic style I'm well known for. Or maybe today we're just going to sit in the living room and do some micro bondage on your hair, on your hands, something like that, because I can't move my body as much as I would want to. It seems to me it's always better to change plans to something less demanding rather than have an accident. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would suggest people listen to the episode on accountabilities in rope, accountabilities for the top, accountabilities for the bottom. Um, a lot of those apply even more to um, us when we have chronic health conditions. Um, and remember to be kind to yourself if you have chronic pain and kind to your partner if they do. Yeah, absolutely. Maya, anything else you feel we need to say about chronic pain and rope? Uh, I think we need to remember that uh, rope is not porn. In real life, people have issues. Um, and to be fair, I think in porn, people have a ton of issues as well, but we don't see them because they happen off camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, make chronic pain part of your negotiation. We've talked okay. about uh, medication, asking about relevant health issues. There's a balance between appropriate disclosure and prying. Okay, and everyone's going to put the slider in different position, I guess. Yeah. So you have to advocate for your wants and needs in that area. Exactly. Many of the conditions are on a spectrum. So please don't make assumptions about one fibro sufferer or one chronic pain sufferer because you've met another one. They're all very unique conditions in the way that they affect people in terms of the person, in terms of the day. Mm -hmm. What about the type of rope? And by that, I mean the actual fiber. Does, do you think that makes a difference? I do. I think that sometimes uh, nylon might be easier than jute or hemp. Uh, think about the things that add to the levels of pain in the scene. And sometimes maybe you want to strip it so that not you don't have as many possible pains. Mm, so that's another axis you can use to reduce the challenge level on a day where you're not as up to it as some other days. Exactly. All right. 
And today's episode, we're talking about physical pain, but of course, pain also impacts on mood, mm -hmm. depression and anxiety are highly... Grumpiness. Highly, yes. Yes, indeed. Fox. <laughs> um, yeah, depression and anxiety are highly correlated with chronic health issues. Uh, so obviously, you need to be aware of that too. That's a bit outside the scope of this, but just to um, note it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And realistically, none of us are getting any younger, the By host definition. of this podcast in particular. Uh, and as our rope community continues to bloom and age together, well, more and more people are going to have health conditions to manage in rope, right? Yep, just through dint of being older, yep. So we can be all proud members of the Boomer Rope Nation and maybe soon we will open the first rope nursing home. And what would that involve? Well, I look forward to teaching a complete class on harnesses for after hip replacement surgery. All right. Well, things to look forward to. And the nurses will be hot. <laughs> so we might also not lead to cut the rope. So that's a small thing you might want to be aware of. Okay. And discuss things like who's going to pay for the rope if we have to cut it. Yeah, um, actually that brings up another thing in terms of if you get injured in the rope and you already have a health condition, you might want to negotiate how uh, contributions to medical care happen in mm, advance. Obviously, and if you're the partner, you might be okay with paying for half the cost of treating an injury in itself, but maybe not half the cost of treating the chronic health condition to perpetuity. Yeah, that's something to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and as you said, the most important thing overall is to be kind to yourself. Don't make rope into a chore. Make rope something that is uh, pleasurable, fun, whatever it does for a you personally. shared enjoyment for shared. all persons involved. Where the word enjoyment relates to a whole load of other <laughs> feelings and sensations. <laughs> um, there's quite a few places where you can learn more about pain and health conditions and rope. Perhaps not as many as I would like. Okay. Um, this this uh, podcast is a... One way of us contributing to that. Uh, Miss Doctor does some great classes. Oh, we love Miss Doctor. Yeah, um, particularly one on the spine and rope. Mm, we um, enjoyed that one very much. We talked about our handling pain in rope. Uh, the That's episode Hafter, seven. Episode seven. The Hafter writes about kink and chronic health issues, and I'll um, link to one of her posts. Brilliant. And then a couple of Fet Life discussions that I found. Um, these are all mixed in terms of. Uh, helpfulness mm -hmm. but if you have resources do feel free to drop them into the show notes because i think it's really helpful for us to oh yeah leave us a comment bring more awareness helpful. to those yeah okay excellent so maya if i look back at what we said today it sounds like chronic pain is not a death sentence that means you'll never be able to do rope again right if you could see her eyes right now dear listeners she's, she's shooting me a very dark glare Yeah, I think that's kind of a given. It's not a death sentence. It's hard. I mean, there's a lot more to talk about with chronic pain. But yes, in terms of rope, just because you have a chronic health condition or chronic or seven, pain, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy rope. And I hope that the 100 episodes plus of the podcast that we've done um, show that I, as a person with chronic health conditions, do indeed enjoy rope. In fact, in the five years we've been doing rope together, you have always had those conditions with you yeah although they built <laughs> and that hasn't prevented you from achieving a lot and also you as a top 
Um, maybe yours are less frequent than mine, but they're pretty bad when they happen and we still found ways around them. Uh, I would, you know, one thing I would say, and this applies to both of us and many others with chronic health conditions, is be aware of how strong your will is versus how strong your body is. How strong my will is? Will. Oh. Will. So both Fox and I can run on empty quite far which might be fine in the moment, but in the longer term, it's not good self-care. So think about where stopping before you get to that empty stage. Okay, that seems like excellent life advice. <laughs> so that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Come find us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, or our Instagram, which is also Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to Rope, like Amazon Blush had today, We'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FedLife or Instagram. If you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support on our website, workpodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.